Major support for Out to Lunch provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support for Out to Lunch from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, Inc. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Once a week, I have lunch at Commander's Palace and invite guests from the world of New Orleans business to join me. One of the strongest sectors of the New Orleans economy can be counted in the millions of people, tourists who flock here to get a taste of how we live. I don't have any hard statistical data in front of me, but anecdotally, I think you'd probably agree that most of the folks who come to visit us uh, don't get too far out of the French Quarter. My guest on Out to Lunch today is helping tourists get around the quarter, the CBD, and the warehouse district. Sal Palmasano is the manager of NOLA Pedicabs, one of only three licensed fleets of bicycle-driven cabs uh, in the area. Uh, Sal, thank you so much for joining me on Out to Lunch. Peter, thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, doing a radio show is not my favorite, but when you said it was Commander's Palace and I have a free lunch here, I was, good, I was here early. Oh, that's like <laughs> true. That, see, what I, a great place to have I it. I knew this would work. But you are not a, a stranger to the, uh, uh, to the media. You ran for office a couple of times. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely uh, tried that. I don't recommend it. But it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely costly and time-consuming, but uh, actually I do recommend it because you learn so much about uh, how things get done in the city and uh, the proper way to, uh, to facilitate business through the city. Pedicabs weren't born easily in New Orleans. Uh, it was a long, drawn-out fight between the regular taxicab operators and the other vendors in the French Quarter, some for, some against the introduction of pedicabs. Uh, eventually, our city council came up with a typically New Orleans solution to the problem, uh, roll the dice. Uh, three, <laughs> <laughs> three operators were chosen by lottery, which would seem the least sensible way to uh, make a reasoned business decision. Uh, what sort of investment did uh, you have to make to make NOLA pedicabs uh, prior to winning the lottery? And, and God help us, Sal, what would happen if you'd lost? Uh, prior to starting the business, it took about two to two and a half years to get it done. So instead of me working another job, I was actually working to get this done, and I uh, probably spent $200,000 on flying around and, and researching and getting the, the best pedicabs we can find out of the country and uh, the different areas on finding out how they run it and for the best uh, company and to find out different ordinances in different uh, cities. So when we did help produce it here, that would, it would be the best ordinance, and it, it, uh, it is by all... Uh, by all aspects of it, especially the number of pedicabs that we've held to a lower number of 45. Tell me what we get. We've got, what, three companies and they operate how many pedicabs? Three, three companies uh, operate uh, 15 pedicabs apiece and uh, we run the red ones, NOLA pedicabs. Then there are the white ones, which are Need a Ride is the name of it. And uh, then Bike Taxi Unlimited are yellow pedicabs. And your competition is uh, Mules? Well, uh, uh, that's not really competition no, because, not. because they give tours and they're much more expensive. And uh, they're on Jackson Square and uh, people go uh, to them and we even drop them off uh, to the mules if they ask for a tour. We're not allowed to do tours and that's one thing that I said from the beginning is I didn't want uh, us to compete with them on that level of giving a tour. 
Uh, also, we'd have to then go get a tours license for all the pedicabers, and there's so much uh, red tape for them to oh. get in order to get a license that I didn't want to increase uh, us slowing down the business. And uh, there's plenty enough business for us to go around. In fact, one of the owners of the Mule Company, Alex Mata, was uh, quoted saying with one of my pedicabers, they've had the best year ever, and we're out there in competition with them, as so they said in the past, but uh, obviously they've, they've learned that we aren't in competition with them. So. Uh, the uh, the anger level that was in the past with with having us there, we, we work uh, well with them. Now the mules uh, are paid hay, and what about what about your drivers? Uh, what 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 pulls? Is it is it all tips? Well, basically, we're the same thing as a taxi uh, cab. As far as we're just basically a rental or lease company of the pedicabs, uh, and that we have an AM shift and a PM shift, and uh, they rent the ca- the pedicabs from us on a shift by shift basis. Uh, and the city sets the fares, which basically break down to a dollar a block per person. Uh, other than that, you can rent them out by the hour. Uh, the three companies came together and, and formed a price, which is uh, it's fairer than the dollar a block per person. It's cheaper if they want to rent you out by the hour at $60 an hour. So they can take a little scenic ride around, not a tour, but a scenic right. ride around wherever they would like to go. And these, uh, these, these a couple things. One is they're in an amazing shape, right? I mean, this would be the... The most fit people in our city, aren't they? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, they do get in, in some awesome shape, and they have to be. And um, one of the, the major things is you obviously can't come in hungover for this job, and then you can't leave to go on vacation for a month or so and then come back and do it because it takes a little while of just of any other um, athletic sport. You have to get in shape uh, to ride these pedicabs sometimes for uh, 12 hours straight. Well, you know, I couldn't get Lance Armstrong on the show, so I got <laughs> you. And it's, uh, this is all work. They're not, they're not on steroids. It's, uh, they're just... They're just powerful but, young people. Yeah, anybody can do it. We have a young lady. She probably weighs about 90 pounds, and she takes out the bigger bike, and she has no problem with it driving around. On average, sometimes they can have 1,000 pounds uh, with them, the pedicab that weighs between 150 to 185 pounds, and then you figured uh, two or three uh, customers on there, you can get upwards of 1,000 pounds if you push them around for 12 hours. So they really just, earn their money. I just thought of that. If you're right, you've you got a pedicab, and you're, people are signaling you, and they're very heavy that would be something you'd have to factor in, right? Well, it is a 21-speed bike uh, some of that's made out of uh, Brumfield, which is uh, 18 miles north of Denver, Colorado. And the 21 speeds, as long as they know how to shift the pedicabs, they can uh, really maneuver around. It's very important to shift to the highest gear, which makes it easy when you come to any stop because you never know who's going to jump on your pedicab when you stop. So uh, they've, they really get into it and they enjoy it, but they certainly earn their money uh, doing it. Now, tell me, we've got some big events. This is a time of year where we've got... You've got Mardi Gras, the Super Bowl, and all that. How do you position yourself uh, to take advantage of all this? Um, last year during Mardi Gras, I worked uh, to 5.30, 7.30 in the mornings, and I'd come back two hours later uh, to make sure, because these bikes, we have a mechanic that has to be in every day. We have parts that we've uh, ordered 10 times, backup form in advance already. Um, it's, you have to be on top of them. You have to have a mechanic there on every shift uh, change, and we're going to have a rovery mechanic for any of the bikes that break down. Uh, we were lucky enough, uh, just by chance, uh, Vincent Marcello named his company Nola Pedicabs. So therefore, when you look up New Orleans Pedicabs, we pop up first. Uh, we've been in touch uh, with a gentleman that's setting up rides for the CEO of Exxon, renting out all 15 pedicabs on Super Bowl Sunday. So we don't want to screw that up. So I'll be working throughout uh, Mardi Gras in Super Bowl 24-7, basically, and that's the business that I'm in. And it's, it's, it's a great thing to uh, make money 24-7, but at the same time, it's a horrible thing to work 24 hours a day, seven <laughs> days a week. I can, Im- I can imagine. What about some other events, I'd think? Uh, a jazz fest, usually I have to park in... East Oshkosh somewhere. I'd love to see a pedicab. Uh, and, and the best thing about the pedicabs is uh, uh, city council writing this wonderful ordinance. It's one of the best in the country. Uh, one of the, uh, 
one of the rules in there is that we can go anywhere in the city with 35 miles an hour or less posted on the street signs. So that's every street in the city except for the interstate and I believe Wisner uh, on, on by City Park. So uh, we could be down at uh, St. Charles Avenue all the way down to the river in uh, Audubon Park. We can go uh, towards Jazz Fest in City Park and take you wherever you'd like to go, basically. So it's a speed limit basis. There's a, right. That's great, because you don't have to... You don't have to have guys that can make this thing go 70 on I-10. That's I, I don't think they go much faster than, you know, five, six, eight, ten <laughs> miles an hour. And uh, if you can do that, well, then you're, you're Hercules. <laughs> where, where, do you, where do you get the, dri the, rider, the drivers, I guess? Um, all three companies, basically, uh, from my understanding, uh, we put ads on Craigslist. Or uh, what we're learning now is not only the Craigslist ads, but uh, the drivers themselves will find uh, their friends to do it, and that's some of the safest way. In the beginning, we, we did a Times-Picayune um, uh, ad in the uh, Help Wanted, and we got uh, everybody from bank robbers to you name it, because they do have to do a federal background check to get this job. So the first thing I ask are the questions, how old are you? You have to be 18 years or older. Do you have a valid driver's license? And if we made it that far when we had the ad running through Times-Picayune, then we'd say uh, if you get hired, you have to pass a defensive online driving course, a uh, drug test, and a federal background check. Do you have any felonies? And, of course, one, it, it was two in one week that it had robbed a bank. And I said, well, you robbed a bank? I said, well, how much did you get away with? And he said, well, they said I got away with a million and a half. I said, well, sir, I'm sorry. I know you'd be a great pedicab driver because you'd be definitely be bringing in the money, but I'm sorry that you're a felon. You, we can't hire you. <laughs> But we, we have seen a little bit of everything come through the door, and uh, the thing is we were in business for a little over a year now, so we've really tightened up on the people that we're hiring, and I have a better eye for the people that can make it out there. So we're being a lot more selective. The people are staying longer, because we did have a high turnover in the beginning. They're staying longer. They're learning more about the city, so they can be great ambassadors to the city to tell someone where to eat, where they can go for family things, whether it's Mardi Gras World, the D-Day Museum, a swamp tour, or uh, the riverboat, or any of these other tours. And if it's a different crowd of people that want to hear and go out to see music at different music venues, we try to tell drivers every event that's going on and uh, try to get the drivers themselves, I'll ride on the back of the pedicabs, they will learn so much about the city and be so helpful to these tourists. So if you had a question like, you know, uh, what was the name of the first New Orleans mayor to be indicted by the, by the feds, they would know that answer. I don't know how much you're involved in politics, <laughs> yes. but uh, yeah, they probably would get that one right. And let me ask you, just the mechanics, that, that, that rider, that uh, he's going to pay you for the rental of that? A, a rental fee on a shift-by-shift -shift basis. Uh, we set uh, the rental fees on, on a typical day. It might be 30 or $40 to rent the pedicab, uh, but then we always have to fight the weather. If it's raining outside, then they don't come in. If it's too cold, people don't want to ride, especially if it's cold and windy. Uh, it doesn't help us out. And then if it's too hot, we've got to fight the hot, the heat. And then, so some people don't want to ride until after uh, it gets warmer. So they left town. And then you got to deal with a bunch of people that are independent contractors. So you can't make them pick up any shifts. So they want to work the good shifts. But if they're not working the, a bunch of other shifts, well, then they're not going to get the good shifts. So it, it's definitely a, a management thing that you have to work on. And you want to keep the most positive riders out on the street because they bring every, everybody up. They lift up everybody and they definitely make the city look good. And that's the most important thing. That is great. Now, tell me, what would be the most uh, a rider might make on a shift? Uh, there's a, a special few events, and we just got lucky this past weekend with Crew de Vue. Uh, some of them uh, made close to $500 uh, before they had to pay their drop fee. Now, uh, that's only because the weather didn't get as cold as expected. Um, you know, it's amazing because... 
December was horrible for us. As you know, and anybody, anybody that owns a business in the French Quarter, December is really bad. And the first two weeks of January are horrible. So they were coming home with $7 in a day. So they need those, those busy days in order to help pay their rent and pay their bills so they can stay on as pedicabbers. And without those special events, they, they really wouldn't, uh, wouldn't make it. Sal, this is the part of the show we call The Checklist, where we uh, take a little break and just ask you a couple of quick questions that you probably wouldn't find uh, on a loan application. Uh, Since you're in the tourism business, uh, what's your favorite vacation spot yourself? My favorite vacation spot is probably Delacroix, Louisiana, my own camp with some other guys where it's 20 minutes from the dock. It is away from everything and everybody where you can hunt and fish and there's no pedicabs. We do have cell phones out there that work. But uh, anything just to get away uh, as far as fishing and, and, and nature and stuff like that, it's probably my most favorite. Wow. And it was, the town was named in a Bob Dylan song. So That's right. So how, Tangled how, up. How much better, yeah, how much better <laughs> can it get? They, uh, and um, let me ask you, if you uh, what do you think, if there was one thing you'd change about yourself, like you've obviously, you know, you're about 40 years old, you've done a lot of things, very exciting career, but what thing would you change about yourself? Wow, that's an interesting question. I changed about myself. There's probably a lot, but uh, right now I've, uh, I've done, I'm doing things in my life that uh, are positive and everything seems to be working right now. But uh, early on, I probably wouldn't have uh, been so carefree and I'd probably try to save a little more and do uh, a, little, a, little thing, a few things better in life and not be as aggressive as I was when I was younger. Uh, to take but a little now you have slower. great stories to tell. From I've, got, I've got stories that I could write a book about, about dealing with the politicians and that last booting company that I had and how to, <laughs> how to get things done. I can't share them all uh, <laughs> because I still have to work with some city members and, and I'd like to, and I got a lot of other positive things I want to do. But uh, yeah, definitely I'd like to, you know, the booting thing certainly hurt me and my reputation. But, you know, I had almost 500 parking lots. I only lost one parking lot through all that TV and media, and mainly Times Speaking was very negative on me, and a lot of those reporters would write their own story and flat out told lies, which was horrible, but uh, that was a huge, hugely negative thing in my life. And now they can only do it three days a week. Right, and so, so I'm saved, <laughs> four days I'm saved now, <laughs> but, uh, you know, having to change that, but, uh, you know, there's only one customer had left me out of 500, so that shows you that I was doing exactly what they, they needed me to do, and uh, I, I wasn't doing some of those things that the Times Picayune alluded to. Well, uh, you know, w- this is the inbox part of the uh, uh, part of the show where uh, our producer uh, picks a question that's come in from a listener, and, and Grant, what have you got this week? Um, I, this one I chose because it comes from a guy who's in an allied business called the Creole Pub Crawl. Have you seen this thing? This uh, it's a pretty, yes, it's like a, uh, it's about an eight to ten person uh, pedal thing where you drink on it, and then the people that are drinking are also going to be involved in the pedaling. Eric wrote <laughs> us, Eric wrote us a, a question. He says, when the pedicab two-year pilot program ends, what happens next to pedicabs? Do they go citywide? Are more companies going to get licensed? What's the future for the pedicab industry after the pilot program? Uh, as the way this ordinance was written, you had 12 to 24 months for the pilot program. Um, after that, the companies that had won their licenses will keep their licenses. Uh, the city has an, um, an option to add as many as 20 more pedicabs on the streets. Uh, they can add two companies with 10, one with 20, which I doubt they would do, or they don't have to add any more on. Uh, the city, uh, because the pedicabs have been so hugely popular, uh, I believe you know, some of their thoughts is they would like to add more of a good thing on. But the problem that you run into, if something is uh, working so well, do you really want to change it? And what is the date on that? When will that two-year... Uh, the, the, our first year ended on October 21st, so we're uh, about three months 
uh, almost uh, three months and a day into uh, our second year. They can go up to 24 months before it's written into the, uh, the ordinance that the pilot program would be up. So they would have to make a decision at that point. And I'm sure they can always write into a, a delay or something like that. And I think they're just uh, waiting on gathering more information. They're really busy with the Super Bowl and then Mardi Gras back to back. And I think things will move faster uh, once those, those two big events have uh, calmed down and, and try to get it together. And Sal, uh, you'd mentioned that you did a lot of reconnaissance work before you opened up in other markets. Uh, New Orleans was kind of late to the pedicab business, well, right? people have been trying to uh, get it together for about 20 years down here, and they never really did it right, uh, so to speak, as far as uh, pulling it together. My whole thought process on it, it was just sure good timing. Uh, just like anything in life, which I haven't had a lot of good time in life, but this just happened to fall on good timing. Uh, three years ago, I had uh, taken a guy's trip out to Denver, Colorado to go listen to some music, and uh, we got to the first Denver High Music Festival during the day, and we got out of the cab, and we couldn't, uh, the cars could not go past a certain place, which a pedicab driver then picked us up and brought us up the hill. Well, the driver asked for $5 a person, and I tipped him $40 on top of that, and he told me where to go out to dinner, uh, he told me if you like this music, then if you go out to dinner here, right around the corner, they have another music venue. He told me exactly what I wanted to hear. He made me feel good, and I wanted to give him the money. So he gave me his business card. After the show we were leaving, I called him on his cell phone, and he picked me up within two minutes and brought us down, and I gave him another $60. And I said, well, geez, this guy's got to be making money. This, he made $120 in 10 minutes, and he made me feel good about giving it to him. And it was such a positive thing for the city of Denver, because I've been back twice since then, uh, that if, if it done in a good way, which I've always thought about the city of New Orleans in, uh, in helping start this industry, but again, there was so I wanted to say there's so many different people, especially the people in the city council members, uh, their staff members, who really wrote the ordinance. We gave suggestions uh, on, on things uh, which would make a lot of sense in there, but they really did the backbone of uh, putting it together. And of course, we had a lot of uh, meetings for, for a couple of years on, on the right things to do and how to put it in there. But it was, I think it's definitely was just timing, and there were a lot of other people besides myself that put in that time. See, every time I see you guys, I keep thinking, if I was 20 years old, that would be what I'd want to do, because I'd want to stay in shape and make some money. And uh, this could, I don't know if you're hiring people in their mid-50s, but we're, I'll, I'll look into this. We're, we have. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but we definitely have had a couple of people in their 50s. Normally, they don't last as long as some of the younger, <laughs> younger people, and they find out that it is tough. <laughs> Come on, ad for Geritol. They, uh, <laughs> there's, uh, <laughs> now, Sal, this is our lunch money part of the uh, part of the show. Where we have a we actually have a portfolio we build from each of the guests. Where somebody uh, each guest will recommend a stock, and we build that portfolio. And we've got a lot of interesting stock selections. Uh, we've been certainly had the wind at our back. The markets at a S and P's at a five year high. The Nasdaq it is a twelve year high. Interestingly enough, I just saw an interesting point that. The Obama administration, the um, first term ended uh, Friday, and the market returned uh, 101% during those, those four years. So we had a, had a lot, of, lot of positives. What stock uh, kind of grabs you out there? Well, uh, as I was talking a little bit before the show, I, I'm not big on stocks. If I had a choice, I'd invest in land. land. Which where done. would the land be, would it be? Well, the, where I have land right now is in Clinton, Mississippi, and, uh, and working on... Uh, That's where MCI used to be, right? The you're exactly right. MCI is there, and uh, I forget the company that just moved in, but it's another nationwide company. They have... Uh, Energy was up in the same building there for a little while. You're a Republican living in Clinton, Mississippi. 
Well, but I don't live in Clinton. Oh, it's but I mean, old, this is some old okay. family. Oh, land. okay. Yeah. I said, all right. There's all right. <laughs> but uh, you know, land land is always something. I don't like stocks because I don't feel that I can control them as much as something else that is right. tangible that I can see and deal with and have more control over. But if I had to pick a stock, I'd like to pick uh, a local uh, company. Well, it started local, Freeport McMoran because it is an energy stock with oil and gas and also has precious metals such as copper and gold. That's and, uh, Jim, the company Jim Bob Moffat uh, yeah. started. And, uh, uh, and I know his son, and I know uh, there's friends, of, you know, Nolan's being so small, you know, friends of friends that work for him. And uh, I just like, like the stock, and I like the, uh, the New Orleans flair of it. Well, that's great. Stock ticker, ticker symbol is FCX, and it trades on the, on the New York Stock Exchange. It's funny, whenever I meet students at Tulane that are, uh, and they tell me where they're from, if they mention Indonesia, I say, is your dad work for Freeport McMurray? <laughs> you know, and that's <laughs> always the, the story. They, of course, made a big acquisition uh, about a month ago of planes um, and also Macaran Exploration. So they put about $20 billion into that. So there'll be a big natural gas play in addition to all these, um, these metals. So it'll be interesting. I've always liked Macaran Exploration. But it's one of the companies we follow with the students. And I like it because they've named all their wells after pirates, which is uh, <laughs> the Blackbeard and the Lafitte and all right. of that. So now, Sal, uh, you are an innovator that's come up with a new way of moving people around New Orleans. Your, your business has elements of fun, but it's, it's certainly not without its challenges. And I really thank you for joining me on Out to Lunch today. Peter, this is great. My guest on Out to Lunch today has been Sal Palmazano. He is the manager of Pedicab Company, NOLA Pedicabs. Uh, to find out more about NOLA Pedicabs, follow the links on our sites, www.no.org and it's neworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music. And dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer today is Chris Keogh. Our web designer and digital guru is Dr. Cliff Brigden. Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can keep up with our continuing adventures in Crescent City Commerce by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook, and you can get in touch with us and sign up for our mailing list at itsneworleans.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. We're at It's New Orleans. To listen to past shows or get this show as a podcast, go to www.no.org or itsneworleans.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. Until we meet around the table here at Commander's Palace, I'm Peter Rusciutti. Thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937. Now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support for Out to Lunch from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, Inc.